You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And this portion of the Ride with the Roycey today is sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. the same old tune fiddle and guitar where do we take it from here rhinestone suits and new shiny cars well and jennings today's uh, musical guest on the friday fun fest shannon nelson uh aka shannon bolden from the 2004 gophers is with us uh been the coach up at northland community college now for how many seasons shannon Eight seasons. Eight seasons. So you must have become comfortable in Thief River Falls. I have become comfortable in Thief River Falls. Uh, Spring, so we're we're complaining about the late spring down here. You're probably used to them, huh? Well, we are used to them, but you're the ones getting snow this weekend, I think, right? (laughs) Yes, we're not. Uh, Yes, yes, uh, we might get a foot, they're saying. uh, I think we avoided that, so that's nice anyway. That's good. So uh, how old is your daughter? She is seven and a half months old. Oh, okay. So uh, that's 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 a uh, that's a little addition to the crew then. It Shannon, is a little addition. Uh, uh, obviously, how how did you get into coaching? Was that an ambition of yours, or did it come upon you? It kind of came upon me. You know, I got I got a job up at Northland uh, back in December of two thousand seven. Uh, my husband's from up in this area, and. Uh, the previous coach had resigned a couple years later. A couple years later, I found out the previous coach resigned, and they just came to me and asked if I could take over. It was kind of short notice, and um, initially I was a little bit hesitant just because I didn't have any real desire to coach. But uh, after that first season, it was just something that I I realized fit really well with what I like to do. I'm a competitor, and so I was able to still stay competitive and and be around uh, basketball, and you know, kind of help the the young women grow after they leave high school and, and find some opportunities. So it's been a it's been a fun eight years, I guess, and it's flown by. Hey, uh, Shannon, uh, that the 2004 team is uh, basically the legacy team of of, of uh, women's sports, and in, in I not more than the University of Minnesota, almost in the state. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, you get reminded of it quite often when you're uh, out and about. Oh, I do. And, you know, it's funny that people will still bring it up. It seems like it was so long ago. And, and, you know, 14 years, I guess, has been a while. But, you know, we'll still hear about it from time to time, even up here in Thief River. And people will ask, did you play with Lindsay Whalen? Did you play with Kelly Royceland, um, some of the other Minnesota girls? And um, so it's fun to reminisce. And, and we were back down there and did a little 10-year reunion about four years ago, I guess, now. So it's fun to go back and reminisce, and it's, it seems crazy that people still will recognize the name or, or um, remember us because it seems like it's so long ago now. 
Kelly is coaching at Mac, and you're coaching up there. Uh, now, Lindsay, the head coach of the Gophers, are there any other coaches coaches among that group? Oh my goodness, there. Well, Shannon Schoenrock coached at Winona State as an assistant for for a couple years down there, and um, you know that's all off the top of my head that I can <laughs> come up with right now. But yeah, it's fun to see. Um, players that I played with and, and other players from the University of Minnesota before and after me that have gone on to coach and, and be successful uh, wherever they're at, whether it's high school level or all the way up to the Division One level. It's been fun seeing people continue um, kind of their love for basketball and continue on coaching. Uh, so we get the we get the public wailing, and we all love her, and she's kind of a character, but a you know polite gal, not going to say much uh, controversial. What is the wailing in the locker room and on the practice floor like honestly you know the the goofy part of her and the the reason people love her in the state of minnesota isn't just because she's a good basketball player it's her personality and i think what you guys see you know the public view is is who she is she can be goofy she's easy to get along with she's easy to talk to and then you know i'm sure you can tell from the outside looking in but when you're practicing with her and playing with her you just realize she is such a competitor she she wants to win at whatever it might be, and I think that's what has um, allowed her to grow so much as a basketball player and play at the highest level to become an Olympian. I think you have to have kind of that X factor, and, and she has that in just her competitiveness and her basketball IQ and her leadership. Um, it's just been fun to follow her career after playing with her, um, follow her career with the Lynx, and then you know going on into the Olympics and being able to watch and see how successful she can be. Um, you know, I just think that's going to translate so well into her being a coach because she's so likable. There's, and, and she's a competitor, and she's a great leader, and, and a lot of times that translates into a successful coach. And we saw that little other edge to her last year in that fourth Lynx playoff game when she started it with a clothesline of the <laughs> opponent. Uh, she, can get her, yep. she can get her temper up a little bit, can she? Well, I just think I think it's a desire to win, and it's a de- desire to play her best basketball and then make the people around her um, the best basketball players they can be. And, and that might be, you know, unique to her being a point guard, too, and, and, and how that can help her as a coach is that point guards have to make the people around them better. It's not just themselves trying to, to create their own shots. It's trying to get ever, uh, other people involved. And as a coach, you kind of have that same mentality where – you need to get the most out of the people around you, and how do you make them better, and how do you you know, allow them to grow as basketball players, too. And I guess the most famous game is that, uh, that first playoff game when she comes back and uh, plays with the uh, broken hand and uh, in front of a full screaming house in, uh, at Williams Arena. That, that is probably as memorable night as you guys have had in basketball, I would guess. Huh? Oh, I think so, definitely. I mean, she probably, she dropped 30-some points, I think, that night. And um, and it was a high-scoring game. It was 90-something to 80-something, so it was a fun game for, for fans. Um, it was a fun game for us to be able to um, play in front of such an exciting crowd to get kind of that NCAA tournament um, run rolling that game. Um, and then it was our first game with her back on the court after yeah. her broken hand. So it was it was fun for the fans. It was fun for our team. And it kind of got us um, excited and rolling in that in that 2004 run that we made. Did you ever uh, travel out to Hutchinson uh, with her uh, just on a summer weekend or something? I have it. You know, I 
the last time I can think of being in Hutchinson was, um, I think they might have retired her jersey when we were still <laughs> down there playing. And so I think a bunch of us players traveled out to Hutchinson, Minnesota, to her high school and to kind of watch her ceremony of, of her jersey retired. But I think that's the last time I've been there. I played against Hutchinson in high school. Oh, I know yeah, that. that's right, Marshall. Heck yes. yes. But they, uh, you say anything bad about You say even one sentence bad about Lindsay and Hutchinson. Those are fighting words, man. It's, oh, I'm sure. And you know what? I don't even think it's just in Hutchinson now. I yeah. think it's the whole state of Minnesota. Everybody's behind her um, and excited for her. And I think... There's going to be a lot of a lot of support, more support, and kind of maybe some of that rejuvenating that excitement and that feel from the um, 2004 team or from some of those teams. You're going to see a lot of that, I think, um, in the coming years. Standing up there on the court at Williams Arena is a unique thing in basketball because you're out there in front of the world and uh, by yourself, and they can see everything uh, you're going to do and every time you scream at the refs. How's she going to get along with the officials? Oh, I think she'll do just fine. You know, I, you know that's kind of another thing when you're when you're a player and especially a point guard. And her um, having been a captain and some of those things, you're kind of responsible for communicating the ref, to the refs even on the court. And so I think, um, you know, from the sidelines, it's a little bit different. But she has that experience still in how to communicate with the refs, and there's a way to do that, and probably a way that you can be um, successful. You know, communicating with them early on in a game, and I think she's got some experience doing that from being on the court, so she'll be able to to carry that over to the sideline. But you're right; it's a it's a unique atmosphere being kind of up on a stage in front of everybody, and I think that's why players love love going there and love playing there because it's such a a unique environment that you don't see a lot anymore in college basketball. Well, after they uh, last year, Maya Moore, you know, when they had to go to Williams Arena for the uh, playoffs, there were some of the players very skeptical about that place, and Lindsay was the one that kept telling them that they were going to love playing in Williams Arena, and of course they won the title there, and they all believed they all uh, they all uh, went along with her on that. But I don't think there's anybody who loves the barn more than her. No, I don't think so either. And she, well, look how successful she's been there, and she was really able to grow her her basketball career there. You know, from um, her freshman year, mostly playing in the sports pavilion um, in front of yes. you know I would say hundreds of fans rather than thousands, to um, her senior year playing in Williams Arena. I think we were one of the top teams in the country as far as yes. attendance goes, and then being able to carry that all the way to 2004. She's She's just had so much success on that court as a player, and it's going to be so fun to see her now on the sidelines as a coach and, and being able to lead those young women and kind of be an example of what that program can be about. And she's got to bring McCarvel in as director of camaraderie, I think. Oh, definitely. I think <laughs> I think Janelle will be around. <laughs> what a beauty she is. Yeah. All right. Hey, Shannon, thanks a lot for your time. All right, thanks a lot. All right, uh, Shannon, uh, now Shannon Nelson, Shannon Bolden, great kid. Uh, Marshall, Minnesota, uh, grew up down there and uh, was, uh, you know, got up here and was part of that uh, magnificent legacy uh, basketball team from 2003, 2004. I went to all their playoff games, went to the regionals with them, went to the NCAA tournament. Man, they were fun. They They were all just good kids and they were fun. We'll be back.
flower for the taking Her beauty cut just like a knife He was a banker from Macon Sport and lover all his life He bought her a mansion on a mountain Waylon Jennings, and uh, Johnny, he worked hard for that horse voice he's got. He does really, really did. Six packs of cigarettes a day. Six? That's Man, that's hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, if you if you watch that Mike Judge uh, series, uh, he's he's he, they have Waylon in there, too. He's pretty dang good. I uh, did have, uh, in 1977 or so, the good fortune to see Waylon yeah. uh, with the Sleep at the Wheel at the Bismarck Civic Center. Wow. Sleep at the Wheel was great. Waylon was a little altered, shall we say. <laughs> so his, That's a great his word. His performance lasted about 40 minutes and consisted mostly of him kind of wandering around the stage. <laughs> that, was, that was it. Sleep at the Wheel was very good, though. Was he swaying a little bit? Was he was he... swaying, yes. yes. Very, okay. very much. Well, Let me guess, Kenny, you saw him with like six people in front No, I never saw him. Really? No, never saw him. That, that's right up your alley, though, Waylon. Yeah, you'd think so. Good stuff. Did a little coke with him, but he never saw him. Right. <laughs> we partied together. <laughs> All right, here's Johnny Height with a quick update because we're going to have Caleb Truax with us to uh, talk a little boxing. This update sponsored by KFC. KFC's $20 Phillips will feed a family of four with eight pieces of delicious Kentucky Fried Chicken, two sides of taters and gravy, coleslaw, and four flaky biscuits for just $20. So stop into a KFC and treat yourself to a $20 Phillip KFC. It's finger licking good. No Twins game tonight. The game between the White Sox and Twins postponed because of the weather. Same two teams are scheduled to play tomorrow on Sunday, but of course our uh, very severe forecast at this point will no doubt have something to say about that. We got uh, a hockey game tonight, though, don't we? We do. Yep. Isn't it? Game mm-hmm. two. Do or game die, two. baby. That's do correct. Do or die. Uh, Twins with a roster move today. Ryan Lamar has been optioned to Rochester. Twins say they'll make a corresponding roster move at What's that all date. about? Granite, maybe. Maybe they just decided they're not going to play him that much. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, one afternoon game today, the Braves and Cubs. Sent out to know. But, uh... <laughs> uh, the Braves and Cubs played. Uh, Annabelle Sanchez, who spent a little bit of time here with the Twins during spring training, went six innings, three hits, no runs, struck out six. All those SOBs who are on the comments ripping the Twins for even giving him a tryout are now ripping them for letting him go. Annabelle Sanchez. And the Braves win that ball game. As Cubbies Pat- are not uh, playing too well. They are not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, <laughs> as Patrick said, uh, we do have hockey tonight. The Minnesota Wild game two of their first round playoff series against the Winnipeg Jets. That game up in Winnipeg. Of course, the Jets lead one to nothing in that series. And I, know I think uh, I think Tom Reed, and as much as he loves the uh, Wild and does the games, uh, I think a I think a Winnipeg victory could get an extra thousand of them down here drunk for the uh, Sunday night. Game. <laughs> Although I, I, if they have to drive through a blizzard, it might cut into the crowd a yeah. little bit. And uh, I know you want. Yeah, but uh, you have to remember these guys are winter pros. Yes, it's right. winter up there yes. until July. They're mocking or, us right yeah. now. Right? Oh, they are actually yeah, on Twitter. Right. Yeah. Hey, uh, I know that you want this to be a little short, Patrick, but I do want to get this story in. Uh, Dancing with the Stars is having its first all-athlete yes. season. Oh, really? Premier's... Including the Notre Dame basketball player, That's right? right, whose name I couldn't pronounce, so I didn't bring it in. <laughs> well, But the gal who hit the shot. She's the gal who won the two yeah. games in the, NCAA, yes. in the Final Four, a Milwaukee kid, and uh, mm-hmm. she had to get special NCAA permission with special NCAA yep. rules in oh, order to participate. I suppose, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll also involve uh, basketball Hall of Famer Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Tanya Harding, 
Washington Let's Redskins. have Tanya and Kareem together. That would be good. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I think I saw you uh, in a video on 30 for 30 when Tanya Duh. was uh, being... F- yes. Yeah, that might have been me. That was, No, as I said, that was some other fat guy with I love your look, his though. chins. The still photo. I am skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> you have that look to you. Josh Norman will also be on the show. Johnny Damon, Adam Rippon, Mira Nagasu, Jenny Finch. And snowboarders Jamie Anderson, Jenny and Finch, the softball player. What was her husband's name? He was the with ball the player. Uh, he was with the. Uh, uh, was it Brett Barbary? The Twins had him in uh, spring training one year. We almost all damn near killed ourselves craning our necks <laughs> to sit out, get out of the press box. One more interview, with <laughs> Jenny Finch. There's Jenny. Uh, <laughs> uh, that will premiere April twentieth. All right, thanks, Jim. Yep. Uh, True X is back here in gorgeous Minnesota. I would presume after uh, last week's fight in Las Vegas that didn't turn out uh, the way you wanted it, Caleb. Uh, how you feeling? How's uh, how's the lumps and bumps? You doing okay? Oh man, I'm I'm a little bit banged up from uh, I got I got headbutted a bunch of times. Yeah. I had to get uh, six stitches um, underneath each eyebrow, uh, but other than that, I'm feeling good, pretty good, man. I. Uh, Nothing more than just the normal uh, bumps and bruises from a, from a 12-round fight. Did you ever was, get in a fight where you guys were banging heads as often as you were in that one? No, you know, I've, I, obviously there's been head clashes in my fights before, and I and I had been cut, uh, I think, twice, you know, two or, th- two or three times in, in uh, you know, 30-something pro fights, and, and uh, this one was, was something different, man. The referee, uh, the referee really didn't admonish him for, what I thought was uh, intentional headbutts in the first couple of rounds. Yeah, the first and, one uh, was a punch, basically with yeah, the top, exactly. with his head, and uh, that just knocked me out, man. I was uh, I was I was pretty shook up from that one, and and when he doesn't uh, admonish the guy for doing it, you know, he's he's going to keep on doing it, and, and uh, that's just kind of way the the way the fight went. You kind of got him back that one time. I don't know how intentional it was, but uh, I guess when you're in a fight like that, you got to brawl if you're going to be in a brawl, huh? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't try to, but uh, yeah, he was kind of leading with his head, and and uh, I got mine in there a couple times too, and and that's uh, um, just uh, the way the fight was going. Hey, Caleb, uh, he, that guy, that guy's pretty good though. Yeah, he was, uh, he was number good. one. Uh, he was number one in the world uh, for about three years before uh, before I beat him in December, and and uh, you know widely considered the the best uh, super middleweight in the world. He, he won an Olympic gold medal. Uh, for London uh, or for the UK uh, back in like 2008, and um, yeah, he's he's a good fighter. You didn't uh, look as quick with your hands as you were the first time. Do you think it? Do you think putting? Did you put on more weight between the weigh-in and the fight than uh, maybe you should have? Do, do you, are you second-guessing yourself at all? No, that, I, I put on. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't watched the. I haven't rewatched the fight yet. But somebody uh, mentioned to me that the announcer had said something, but I weighed exactly the same as I. Oh, really? When I uh, when I weigh in, yeah, like one seventy nine, one eighty is what I okay. always weigh in at. Um, okay. After the after rehydrating, but uh, I felt a little bit flat. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the cause was, and that's kind of what's disappointing to me. Is is uh, everything went so good? Uh, what's so well um, 
leading up to the fight and, and didn't have to struggle to make weight and, and uh, training was awesome. I felt really good in warm ups, uh, even you know right before the fight and and uh, you know some nights you just are flat, I guess, and so that's kind of uh, disappointing. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. My, my manager thinks it was uh, it was the headbutts uh, that uh, had me off a little bit, but I'm I'm not uh, willing to go that far and uh, use that excuse. I think I just think I was a little bit flat. I saw you uh, kind of uh, what you were basically saying is you just would, you didn't get your punches off like when when the opportunity was there, you just weren't as quick to respond as you uh, generally are. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I I just don't. Uh, uh, the thing that that frustrates me the most is I don't have a uh, a reason for that. You know, mm-hmm. if I if I could look back in in uh, in training camp and say, you know, I was I was injured or 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 had to struggle to make weight or or had a uh, like a clear reason why I think that could happen, it'd be a little bit more um, easy for me to, uh, to to be satisfied about it and. and uh, the fact that everything went so well, and I still was like that, I, I, it's kind of disappointing. Adrenaline is a strange thing, though, isn't it? Sometimes it can, yeah. uh, so I, I'm sure you had plenty all week getting ready for it, and sometimes it, uh, sometimes you can use up too much of it getting ready, maybe. That's true, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, I know afterward, after the fight, I, uh, a lot of times I get real shaky after a long fight like that, and, uh, you know, coming down from the, the adrenaline high, and, uh, I tell you what, I, I didn't feel very good uh, sitting in the hospital waiting to get stitched up. That's, that's for sure. I was <laughs> shaky and and stomach was messed up and and uh, yeah, it's tough uh, tough after uh, getting so high and then coming down real quick after a twelve round fight like that. Caleb Truax is with us, so you're going to uh, you know obviously take a while. There won't be another fight for a long time, and there were, uh, not a long time, but I mean a couple of, at least a few months, but. Uh, there was talk about a rematch, and obviously it was a real close fight. But uh, do you have any other ideas what you might do? Uh, yeah, like you said, I, I uh, so after a fight like that, they'll give you a suspension. Um, and because I got cut, I, I have a sixty-day uh, suspension with no contact or sparring or anything in the gym, and then ninety days without a fight. So the earliest I'd be able to fight is probably the end of the summer, you know, August or, or September, um, and hopefully. Uh, uh, they're they're, they're going to try to uh, my promoters are going to try to um, uh, have the IBF mandate an immediate rematch because of uh, the scorecards were were kind of goofy. I thought I thought I did enough to win, even though uh, uh, he was the uh, declared the winner, and and uh, um, the uh, the judging was kind of uh, or, I mean excuse me the uh, the refereeing kind of allowed for too much yes. dirty stuff to go on. Uh, so they're going to try to um, you know, petition for a rematch, and and hopefully it. Uh, Hopefully it happens. He said he was open to it, and uh, um, obviously I'm open to it to, to settle the uh, the score in a kind of a rubber match and and uh, see who wins out of three. Best well, the two, uh, I mean, the two cards were like there was kind of a coin flip, but then the one was just ridiculous, 117, yeah, 110. Yeah. That was yeah, uh, re- that was so tonight at the Armory. You're going to be there, right? Oh yeah, I'm about to head down there. Uh, brave the uh, brave the the Minnesota weather here in a second, and, and head down to the army and t- check. I out hope the, uh, I hope this weather box, doesn't so. uh, cost them a couple of thousand people and 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 give them get armory boxing off to a bad start because I saw you there uh, when they had the press conference a couple of weeks ago. Man, it's amazing what they've done with that place. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's a it's a great great venue, especially for boxing. I think I. Uh, when I was up at the podium, I was speaking on it. Uh, this fact, uh, uh, when I was up there at the press conferences, we've we've never really had a an, an, no. uh, a venue for uh, that of that size for boxing, where it's a, it's a perfect size for boxing. You know, it could it could hold a really big card, 
um, where I think it holds like eight or nine thousand people. Um, but it, it also can be scaled down for a smaller card, you know. And, and we either have the Target Center or small venues yep. here in, in Minnesota, and uh, nothing kind of in between. And that just kind of fills the void of uh, just a perfect, uh, perfect venue um, for boxing or for concerts or anything. And it's beautiful. They, they did a great job uh, renovating it. Card tonight, headline by Jamal uh, James. You've seen this kid a, a long time. He's 29 now. Uh, it's time to make his move, but uh, he's, a, a, by all accounts, pretty entertaining fighter, huh? He can box, man. He's uh, he's a he's an awkward, tricky, long, uh, skilled boxer, and he, he's fun to watch, man. He uh, His last fight, um, he, he knocked out a guy that was really good uh, with a one-punch body shot knockout. And uh, his name was Diego Chavez, who was a, a pretty much a world-rated contender. And uh, Jamal got the upset and knocked him out. And, and he's on the on the cusp of uh, fighting for a world title in the uh, welterweight division. So uh, he's got to get past this guy tonight, who's supposed to be pretty tough. I don't know too much about him, Abel Ramos. But, uh, um, yeah, he uh, he's definitely on the verge of... Uh, bringing another title home to, to Minnesota. And, uh, Caleb, uh, the, the people, like everybody I was talking to there said he's so hard to fight for a welterweight because he's so tall compared tall compared to most yeah. welterweights. He's about six foot 13 as a, <laughs> at 145, 147 pounds, and he's, I think, six foot two, and his arms, uh, he's got a reach of probably a, a, a normal heavyweight, you know, and, and uh, just really, really awkward to fight against a guy that's that tall, I think. Uh, you know he's six two with a reach of probably seventy six inches or something like that, and and uh, the guy he's fighting is five foot nine, so he's got you know, five inches on the guy he's fighting. Now and, I think uh, we should both point out here that uh, Caleb, that uh, boxing fans like to be able to get their beer or some other kind of a drink between fights, right? <laughs> I don't true, think man. that's, that's going to be a problem at the Armory. They got two bars in there, 120 yards long. So. Yeah, the whole, the whole length of the uh, the whole length of the the whole uh, armory is a bar on each side. So you're gonna uh, you, you, you don't have to worry line. about uh, missing out on your cocktail tonight. And you said you'd love to fight in there sometime, and uh, that would be. Uh, I'm sure you'll have that opportunity here eventually. Yeah, they, they were uh, they were trying to get this this fight that just took place in Vegas uh, this past weekend. Uh, they were trying to land that here. And, in uh, Minnesota at the Armory, and, and uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But uh, uh, they're definitely, uh, uh, they definitely plan on putting me in that building and, and trying to fill that thing up and, and uh, just having a real big show with all the best fighters here in Minnesota on it. So it'll be a, uh, this will be a nice kickoff to, uh, like you said, to uh, getting boxing back at the Armory, where it was a, a real historic venue for the Upper Midwest Golden Gloves and for even pro fights. And, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the turnout is. and and hopefully we just build on it from here. Caleb, uh, I have been informed by text that you will be a guest on Monday night on the golf show. Yeah, my dope, my man Joe the Pro is going to have me on. And uh, not a lot of golf uh, yet, right? I don't think we'll be playing here for a few more days, do you? No, man. I uh, you know I, I came back from Las Vegas, and it was 80 and sunny, and I came back to this crap, and uh, <laughs> I was hoping to... Uh, I was hoping we got a little bit of a reprieve when I was gone for that that seven days, but uh, I think it got colder uh, when I was gone, and and uh, I don't think we'll have any golf for a while. Or I'm a big fisherman. I, I think there's I, I still can go ice fishing. There's about a foot left uh, <laughs> on, uh, on the lake still. So. Okay. Hey, Caleb. Thanks for your time, sir, and uh, and uh, uh, congratulations on uh, getting a uh, couple of title fights. It's uh, terrific. 
Thanks, Patrick. Uh, you going to be down at the fight tonight or no? I am going to uh, try to make it, yes. Uh, I, I hope right. to uh, be there, yes. Tickets are tickets are still available at the yep. door, so uh, if you got nothing else going on, people uh, come down and watch some great night fights. Yes, and you'll be able to get a cocktail, as I said. All right, That's thanks. Right, thanks, Caleb. Uh, yeah, All the right. boxing card tonight at the Armory. Go check it out. I mean, this building is fantastic. I have seen the photos on Twitter and whatnot. It does look really it's, cool. And you know how much public money? Zero. Zero. This guy, Neb, Ned Ab- Abdul, did it himself. And uh, you got you to... Gotta, that doesn't happen too often around here with sporting venues. You mean unlike the building just down the street? Yeah, the one down the street got a little public money. We'll be back.